Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. I teach frustrated professional mums who juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it easy and fun. You're invited to sign up to my family-friendly meal plan, three easy meals to help you lose weight that the kids will like too. And my systems video, the simple system that keeps the kids happy and helps you shed the pounds. You can sign up at drorlina.com, that's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Now on with today's show. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Today we have a real treat for you and I know this is not my normal topic but this is very different times than we're used to and one of the things that I notice with my four young children at home is that we have a lot of time on our hands and I want to be able to use that time productively and not just shove them in front of the television and I want them to be creative and I also want this to be easy. So I'm super excited to welcome Maggie from Red Ted Art to talk to us today. Maggie, thank you so much for being here. Hello, thank you for having me. (laughs) My favourite topic, (laughs) making crafts easy, (laughs) so important, right? Yes, and before we start, I have to say I am a huge fan of Red Ted Art, So, and I'm really excited to have you here, so thank you, thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. Thank you. I think, you know, you are about health and well-being. And I think in these times, there's lots of ways to get that. And I think crafting can be stressful, but it can also be really mindful. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, value that children and parents can get out of doing some of these things together. Yes. And that's the um, idea that we want is that it's a fun activity for both of us. And yes. at times as well, that children can do it by themselves. So let's dive in and you give us your top tips on how you can set up children and help them. Okay, so, so the first thing I'd like to say is, so it's not a top tip, but it's just a, I, I understand that crafting isn't everybody's thing. And I think it's really important, especially as somebody who loves crafting, <laughs> that I don't see it to you, oh, you must do this and you must do that, because I know lots of people hate crafting. But it doesn't mean you can't do it in a way that's, that you can cope with it, if that makes sense. And uh, so one of the things that Red Tide Arts is, is about is actually genuinely, and I'm not just saying it, genuinely making it easier for the parent, because I do appreciate that not everybody loves it. However, there's loads and loads of benefits. Um, so in terms of top tips for setting up, I think especially in, in this time where we are, we do have a lot of um, hand on our time, 
or time's on time on our hands time on our hands what's really important so firstly there's different age groups so that's something you have to consider so unfortunately if you're crafting with younger kids maybe five and under it is something you have to do together so i, I would manage your expectations um so you can't just give them a project and walk away for half an hour and i don't know do the ironing or the laundry or whatever as you need to get done so it's about so i think the first tip is is, is expectations what is my child capable of so that's, that's really important and not to therefore um, get frustrated if they can't do something that you would hope they could have done by themselves. So that's, I think that's really, really important. And it's just to think about your children and what they're, what they're capable of. The next thing that I think is quite important, especially this time, where we, in the time that we are now, so I've got lots of little posts that are doing quite well at the moment. So one, for example, is a paper helicopter that people are loving because it's super simple and it's super easy and everyone can just make it. However, uh, although it's super simple and super easy, you'll probably only keep keeping those kids busy for about 10 minutes, maybe half an hour. So 10 minutes of making, half an hour of playing. So it's about sort of picking and choosing. I mean, what is it that you're trying to get out of the next, is it the next half hour, is it the next hour, is it the next two hours? Um, so one thing I'm really trying to encourage, so I'm trying to encourage people to have a look at those easy projects like the paper helicopter, brilliant, super simple, you just need paper, some scissors, maybe a paper clip, right? Super great. But also consider, um, thinking about things where you're giving your child a new skill. And I think we, we spoke about this briefly before we, we started recording, you know, things like sewing, knitting, you know, those traditional crafts. And I, and I know to some people that just sounds like horror. <laughs> but actually, if you can spend, say, an hour with your child or, or, or 10 minutes one day, 10 minutes the next day, 10 minutes the third day, if you teach them those skills, they can actually keep busy for a very, very long time. Um, so knitting is a good example. At Christmas, um, we were making these little mermaids. They were really tiny, small projects because at Christmas we had less time. Now, you know, my kids, their confidence in knitting is, is greater than it was at Christmas. And now there are, you know, I think we're getting some beeps. Now they're actually planning to make um, these super, you know, much bigger dolls than the ones that we're doing at Christmas. So in that sense, you could argue you've upskilled them. Yes, I still need to help them with casting on and casting off, but they're actually working on longer projects by themselves, and I just help them here and there. And I think it's really worth thinking about creativity in that sense. It's about that you're giving your child a skill so that they can off go off and work for themselves. But that's probably age group-wise, you're looking at eight, eight years plus. And I guess it so, depends on your child. But, you know, yes. it's a really great way to give them confidence as well which is a life skill to have. Yeah, exactly. And I say eight years plus, but, you know, we've, we've with sewing and, and with knitting, actually, I, I, I did it way before then. But I, again, it's all about expectations. So I just did a little bit and then we moved on and did something else. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not lying, especially with knitting as an example. There were tears. Of, oh, it's not good enough. Or yours is better than mine. Or why is it so difficult? But those are relatively short periods and the kids still wanted to learn and um you know as long as you can persuade them to still learn and you know just do it in small chunks um it's a great opportunity you know i think sewing as well to be honest because most of us will have an old shirt you can cut up into fabric we should all have needles and thread at home i hope you can use an old pillow for stuffing if you're making a toy so there's lots of things you can use from around the house all you really need is a needle and thread and another tip i would say is um, just start yourself. So we started knitting recently. My mum came, this is obviously a few months ago, and she was knitting. And obviously my children were like, I want to do some knitting. I want to do some knitting. Yeah. And so she taught them the basic stitch. And then I yeah. could remember that I could do knitting. And so I yes. 
helped them because they would do it from time to time but then they would get a bit lackadaisical and think I'm not doing this so I would pick up their knitting and start helping yeah, yeah, them exactly. yes, and then yes. that sort of lights that fire again and they go oh mum yes. I'm going to do it I'm going to take over and my son made yes, a beautiful yes. scarf Brilliant. I love it. And I think that's a really valid point, especially with a new skill. Um, so I've got a, a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, and the 12-year-old is often very enthusiastic, but then loses interest halfway through. That's fine. So sometimes I finish a project for him, and some people will go, oh, no, you mustn't do other children's art. It's their work. It's their work. But actually, looking at your child and their needs, he still really is happy what we've made together, because he knows that he knitted a big chunk of it. And that's fine, right? We still knitted half the hat or half the doll I think I'm still really pleased with that as a result right so I think it's like not get too hung up and precious about they have to do it if they need a little help to kind of fast track it a bit then you help them a bit and then they like you say you picked it up and then he wanted to have another go I think that's really really good point but that's that sort of knitting and sewing and I know not everyone feels able to do that so that's fine lots of videos online and if you take your time and and really try and do it together I think you can do it and I don't think it's as hard as you might think the other side of things is kind of going the opposite way is kind of doing the whole I'm doing lots of paper projects as you know I've got the book that you guys have as well and I'm not this is not a plug for the book but well, I will stop I'm gonna plug your book because um <laughs> <laughs> thank you Maggie, Maggie has a great book and it's all about simple paper projects and I bought it for my twins for their seventh birthday and what I was really amazed was that my nine-year-old just took the book and went off and basically made everything in the book. And it was super simple. And one of the things that I really loved was that he could just do it by himself. And actually, he then helped the little ones do it. I think the little oh, ones would have struggled nice. a bit to do it entirely yeah. by themselves. Yes, but it was yes. fabulous in that he just went off and made all of these things. And for our birthdays, adult birthdays, we got about a zillion bits of paper chopped up in various ways. Oh, brilliant. I mean, I, I mean, in my head, I ha that book is for eight to 12-year-olds. So you've ex described exactly the right scenario. You take your nine-year-old, he takes off with it, and then he helps. The, the younger children can enjoy the book, like, like you say, with a bit of help, definitely. But they do need a little bit of support. Because, you know, we just have to be realistic about what a seven-year-old or six-year-old can do. Can they cut a circle? They might find it a little bit hard, you know, that sort of thing. But I'm really, really pleased to hear that your nine-year-old loved it. That's really nice. That's really great feedback. So, sorry, I did The point you. about the book, though, yeah. is that you say, is is finding things that are genuinely easy for kids to do. And I've, I've learned a lot from having a YouTube channel. So I've got the Red Ted Art YouTube channel. I've been doing that for five years. And sort of seeing the comments that my viewers leave me. And that book, that paper crafts book, was not based, but... Every time I picked a craft to put in that book, I had my viewers in mind and the kind of comments they'd been leaving me. And a lot of them are children. Um, and it was so such an amazing feedback to see what, they're, what they find hard, what they find easy, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I think with crafts, again, to parents listening, it's uh, about finding the right craft for you and your family. Um, you know, I know the internet is full of stuff and it's, it's very noisy and it's really difficult to, you know, find that project but myself and all the other craft bloggers if you drop us an email we're always there to help we love helping right and and if even if I don't have a project to see what you're looking for quite often we know where it is or we know how to quickly find it because we know what all the other bloggers are making because we're all friends and you know we collaborate and do projects together um so you know again we talked about knitting earlier I could probably easily find five relatively easy knitting projects for kids quite quickly same with sewing. There's loads of people I know who do sewing projects with kids. Um, 
you know, there's coloured buttons in Australia. She does loads and loads and loads of stuff. She has a Facebook group. You know, there's loads of ways that you can connect and that we can help you find the right project that helps your, your children. So I'd go either the two extremes, either new skill, so sewing, knitting, even if it's a little one, a little one can sew with felt, really easy if you've got some, I guess. Um, or the other end, which is all about recycled stuff. So working with toilet paper rolls, working with paper, um, you know, and, and just managing expectations. I think that's 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 really important. And that some children will need more help and some people won't. And that, you know, you you, you do, ha you know, we, we are in funny times, but we have to plan and structure our day. As much as people say, I don't like planning, I don't like structure. If you say to your children, I need half an hour to finish off this work project I'm working on, then we'll come and sit. Set your timer so that you honour that half an hour and then um, go and do that project you've promised them. And then at the end of that time, say, OK, now, mom or dad, I'm, I need to go back and I need to do another hour of my work. And again, you know, so, so I think it's just being honest with our time and, and honouring it. If you say you're coming in five minutes, set your timer, come in five minutes otherwise it does get very frustrating for everybody and the children will start doing oh, can you do something now you know we've yeah. got to be kind to each other and, and really manage those expectations and I think if I think about when I've previously found craft activities stressful it's partly because I think I've had unrealistic expectations in what my children can do and how much self-motivated stuff they can do and also mess I think I find mess quite yeah, stressful mess, particularly yes, and it is stressful yeah, particularly as you kind of yeah. think, oh, they'll tidy it up themselves. But the reality is they won't tidy them up. And you have to demonstrate tidying up, a.k.a. doing yeah. it with them. Yes. And then the stress disappears. Yes. And I think you're absolutely right. Once you manage those expectations and yeah. go, OK, the expectation is that I have to tidy it up. Yes. And I can get them to join in with me. But if I expect yes. them to do it by themselves, no. that's yeah. just not going to happen. And that's going to cause me stress. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a crafter. I love crafts. And even I sometimes, when my daughter says, can we make this now? I'm like, oh, because <laughs> I know I need to clear the table first. I need to get some cardboard out or whatever she's making or coloring or painting. I need to make sure that the surfaces won't get covered in paint. Like we're doing lots of egg decorating at the moment. And I love it that she's doing it. But I do know that I have to help set up first because um, even though she can work independently, I need to make sure that the paint doesn't go everywhere. You know, that sort of thing. I need to help. I need to enable her to craft without being too messy by helping set it up so even I who love crafts I do appreciate it it can be it's a pain in the bottom to have to sometimes get things ready but that's back to that managing expectations that you say and also saying to the children if, if if we are going to do this like you just said we all tidy up together and you know all that kind of stuff um having said that a lot of my recent projects so early on you know when I started Bread Start 10 years ago there was lots of paint and in that sense lots of mess and whatever I would say my recent projects, probably in the last four years, have actually not been that messy. So you can, I think the main messy thing is lots of paint. Everything else is untidy and untidy is nowhere near as stressful as messy. Yes, I think you're right with paint. And I think kids will be kids as well. And having this expectation, I remember one time I had my four, they were much younger children in the, it was the sunny garden in Spain. And I set them up with their easels to do some painting and said, you know, we're painting, we're not splashing each other. Yeah. Obviously, I go off to, you know, put out the laundry or whatever it was I was doing. I come back and, you know, they started off very well. But after a few minutes, then, you know, a little splash here and a little splash there. And by the time I returned, it was just absolute chaos. But that's really on me because I walked away. You know, they were safe. But in terms yeah. of mess, 
there was a huge readiness. Yeah. And you think, yeah, that was yeah. just kids being kids. Again, it comes back to expectations. Yeah. Personally, I love that story because that sounds so fun. <laughs> it's brilliant. I mean, I think, I mean, I know it was stressful for you at the time, but actually, if you do have outdoor space, and I know we people listening, not everyone has the outdoor space. But if you do have outdoor space, you know, let them, you know, I'm, we're, we're having lots of conversations in my house. You know, my husband likes things a certain level of tidiness. And I think in this period of time, we just need to accept that, yes, we need to tidy up. There's no question about that. Of course, we need to clean and all those things. But equally, again, expectations. It doesn't have to be pristine, right? Or, or you can have, if you've got the space in your home, you can have an area which is out of bounds, which has to be kept tidy so that the adults can relax. <laughs> and you have an area where you say, you know what? If this gets a little bit out of hand, we will suck it up and we'll be okay about it, right? It's, it's, I think we need to be kind to ourselves and kind to the children and just understand that that's what it is, right? Yes, absolutely. And make it fun. So I think at yeah. that time, I think it was Easter again and the weather wasn't so bad. I think I just ended up hosing them all down, which turned yeah. it into fun. But yeah, once you let go of that stress and turn it yeah. into a fun thing, then, yes. you know, it's lighthearted and fun. And I think at these times, this is exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. And kind of remember what's the worst that could happen. And, you know, in your case, the worst that could happen is there's some paint marks on the grass or the patio or whatever, right? So what's the worst that can happen? Actually, the weather eventually will wash that away or something. Or what's the worst that can happen? They could come into the house with painty feet. Okay, how can I stop that? You know, instead of looking at it like that rather than stress. And, and I mean, I totally appreciate it. Crafting is stressful for a lot of parents. But actually, I think if you let yourself do it it can actually be really nice well my sister-in-law she was making she's got um a six eight and ten year old boys at home in a flat in Vienna they are able to go out so that's good but you know it is still quite a stressful situation to be in and the boys decided that the craft activity that they wanted was to make these Harry Potter ones that are on my site and I was saying don't do that don't do that <laughs> don't do that you'll get stressed please don't do that do these these are much easier but anyway, they did it anyway. She, she did admit she was super stressed. However, she also admitted that at the end of it, she loved it. Really weird, right? Yeah. So because I think you just sometimes have to, it's almost like, um, you know, when you do something scary at work for the first time or um, you're doing something, you know, there's other moments in our life where we've been really stressed about something, maybe our driving test or something. I don't know what. And at, before it and maybe halfway through it, we're, we're hating it because we're just like so out of our comfort zone. But actually, at the end of it, when you realise that you can do it and you have achieved something, it's actually actually quite nice. I think that's a really, really good point. And I think it's another point to just say a bit louder at this time when we're confined to our houses, that doing those things that we haven't done for a while or a new thing. So, for example, I've started playing the piano after 18 oh, years. We managed, wow. We've got an old keyboard in the garage and I dug it out and it's amazing my brain still remembers how to play the piano and I haven't wow. touched it for 18 years yeah. but you yeah. know and getting my kids doing sketching so you know they do drawings and stuff but we're going to do some more actual sketching and sort of more older stuff so just slightly yeah. different things yeah 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 and I think also what's really important and lots of people are saying this on social anyway it's also give you time periods of rest you know we don't I've seen lots of schedules going around and I think they're really helpful to some because it gives them that comfort. And I think you should totally create a schedule if it gives you the comfort, but you should also be easy on yourself if you don't stick to it. 
right? So, you know, if you say between nine and 10, you want to do maths, and then between 10 and 11, you do English, and then you do an exercise hour, you know what, if it only turns into maths and an exercise hour, you've still achieved something. So it's about, again, expectations and being kind to yourself and, you know, and not, not really necessarily, you know, you can have one week where you're super arty and crafty, and then another week where actually you can't be bothered. And you do maybe a bit more music like you've just mentioned, or maybe you, you know you do some other I don't know do some other things, uh, or maybe you do let them a little bit of of extra screen time, but you maybe do things like um, coding with Scratch Junior, right? So, so you can give your children screen time that they enjoy, but that's also got an educational value. So long as the week after you say right, we're going to do a crafty week again. So it's about not letting it go, and, and, and even if it does descend into screen time only. You can always stop and say, let's start again. Yeah. And I think this is the worry is that a lot of people going, oh, three weeks down the line, I won't be, you know, these schedules are out the window. I'm using it as toilet paper, blah, blah, blah. Actually, you know what? That's okay. But it's also okay to say, let's start again. And yeah. let's try again. And then not say just because it didn't work the first two weeks that it's not going to work in week four or five. Because yeah. it Exactly. And have a think about why it didn't work, which is normally the expectations, and get back onto it. And I think as well, do something small, as you said, something that takes 10 minutes is absolutely fine. You don't have to think this is going to be two hours of intense crafting. Just take something small and go, this is just something to entertain them for 10 minutes. But it's absolutely fine. So my Instagram page and my Facebook page, for example, my Facebook may be a bit more than Instagram because I post more on Facebook, but there I'm trying to pick at least one project that could be your project of the day. So the paper helicopters are a good example. But another one is, for example, um, it's, it's one I did years ago. I made a doll's house for my daughter out of cardboard, which is only two, so I made it for her, but it was meant to be instead of buying toys at Christmas. And you know what? That would be an amazing project to start with. Any age, you know, if you've got children between two and ten, you can just start it. You know, it can be a shoe box, and then you add another box, and then you add another box. But they can tinker away at it for weeks. That sounds so amazing. I'm, I am going to check that one out. I think that sounds like a family project that my kids could do. Oh, definitely. And it was so fun because, you know, you start with one room, and then suddenly you go, oh, we haven't got a bathroom yet. So our bathroom ended up being a little shell and a matchbox. So the shell was the sink, and the matchbox was a little cupboard underneath, right? So you can start. And then we had a, I had a little shower, which was a little box from middle-class iPhone <laughs> but the iPhones they came in that box was a perfect shower right size so it's, it's it can become really innovative so the doll's house project was I, I really liked it because there were so many little fun things you could do or if if you do have some magazines at home you can cut out a fireplace or whatever you know you have, you won't have all those things and again on my site uh, not trying to plug it at all but for example I do have a little template for a little paper bed that you can make out of or cardboard bed so you just you know, print that off, cut it out of a cereal box, stick it in your doll's house, right? So there's lots of, it's not just me, but loads of bloggers, again, have so many resources with projects like that as well. And I bet you that if you've given it, helped your children start it off, they will actually complete it by themselves because they'll be thinking about it and tinkering and playing. And they'll come to you and say, oh, mommy, I just had this idea, you know. Yeah, so I think that's quite a sweet one. So every day I'm trying to post something like that, something really quick and easy, something to inspire, like the doll's house, um, something like the finger knitting. So forget normal knitting. Finger knitting is amazing, and I've got a few projects. So again, they can do that for hours. You know, there's so every day I'm, you know, and then just people hopefully will just pick things, and sometimes bigger, sometimes smaller, but you know, hopefully be inspired. Maggie, thank you so much. Do you have any last words of wisdom for us? 
I re- I will repeat myself, but I think it's really important in these times. And I would say my wisdom is just to manage your expectations and just be kind to yourself with those. Fabulous. And where can we find all of these amazing resources? I will put them in the show notes as well, but if you can speak yeah. them out and I'll put links in the show notes. Yeah. So basically online, I'm Red Ted Art. So that's like the Red Teddy. So Red Ted Art. And it's literally all my social handles are... Facebook forward slash Red Ted Art, Instagram forward slash Red Ted Art. So as long as you use Red Ted Art, you should be able to find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Obviously, my website is redtedart.com. Um, and, you know, there's info at redtedart.com. I've got, you know, I'm happy to answer things by email as well. Uh, I just, you know, get people creative <laughs> and help them however we can. Fabulous. Thank you so much. And to everyone who is listening, go and be creative enjoy yourselves and thank you again Maggie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me Dr Alina. If you enjoyed it I would love it if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember you're welcome to sign up for my family friendly meal plan at Dr Alina. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Goodbye and have a fabulous week.